Welcome to Drunk on Comics, episode 261. Josh here in the studio with Linz. Linz. And uh, Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> that seems appropriate. Yeah. I missed you guys. Yeah. It's been far too long. <laughs> yeah, it has. We took a break, but now we're back. The bitch is back. Uh, and we talked about some awesome comic books this week. That uh, I talked about it from a while ago, Wacky Raceland, as well as Cable, number one, that just came out. I tackled Girl Scouts, Magic Socks, number one. Yeah, we talked about a lot of news, We did. Too. Wonder Woman, DC. Yep. All kinds of Wonder Woman and DC stuff going on right now. Some yep. Sin City stuff. And yeah. uh, a favorite old animated TV show that's coming back. Yes. Uh, for a glorious reboot, what we hope it will be a glorious reboot. Yeah. Right. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a little something, something oh. that you uh, might enjoy, and enjoy episode two sixty one. Same thing we do every night. I said Tony stuff. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, but Josh is like, I did Tony stuff, too. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Which is nothing. <laughs> we did a lot this weekend. Yeah, we yesterday was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Including some Tony stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Needed. I want to make sure that Tony stuff becomes a cool thing and not a lame thing. <laughs> it just means drinking indiscriminately. <laughs> the single guy. Yeah. I'm trying to spread that as far as possible. I hope you know. I know. There's many people, <laughs> our con family that has... Called it the single guy. Yeah. Is that the single guy that I've heard about? Um, Mel texted me a photo of, I think it was Cherry Capital, posted like a, a something. It was either on Twitter or on Facebook, but somebody was picking up like the Gatorade for the weekend. So mm-hmm. their trunk was filled with Gatorade and Mel texted and she's like... The cocktail special this week at C4, the single guy. I was like, that seems appropriate, actually. <laughs> oh, well, at least it's not called the Tony guy. So yeah. The I can, single guy. I can kind of scoot away from an embarrassment <laughs> of a most delicious drink ever. <laughs> I well, just, I want it to be a thing. It, well, it kind of has become a thing. We just need to make a Wikipedia page of yes. it. And then I told a bunch of people at work about what it was, so hopefully it'll spread from there. What will happen when I get married and I still drink? That ain't happening, so never mind. I'll always be the single guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sticks. You just can't drink it anymore after you get married. Move on to... Something better. Something better, yeah. That's the whole point. You don't need to drink booze. Future wife knocks it out of my hand. (laughs) You don't need that anymore. You have me. You drink booze like real people now. (laughs) Here's some wine. <laughs> oh, man. I, I give up booze for this week, I think. Yeah? 
I say that now, but I say that every weekend. I did that for, when did I, I did that for a week. Was it after I got super drunk with Amanda? Yeah, I you did it for a week. Oh, wait, no, it was just yeah. a week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was thinking it was like a month or something, but no. No. Let's no. <laughs> not get crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it was that, that I think after Amanda, you, you got really drunk that night. I did. Yeah. Yeah. What was funny was Amanda was the one that had just had the baby. Yeah. And she did not get that drunk. No. She got me that drunk. Yeah. I blame her. She mm. took me to her work and fed me booze from their work fr- fridge. Oh, she yeah. made me drinks. Yeah. And it was probably I a lot love of when work has booze in their, their fridges. Oh, yeah. It means it's a cool place to work. Well, in some booze news, I hung out with uh, Chris Andrus, uh, one of the owners of the Mitten. And we had a good time talking about their new place that they have uh, way up north, uh, north uh, and All Peninsula area. It's their secondary bar place. And how John C. Riley has stopped in there. Um, and who the fuck was... He, he name-dropped like four or five... Why are five, these people in northern Michigan? That's what I don't know. I guess someone uh, lives up there. Leelanau Peninsula. Is that up by Traverse City? Yeah. Yeah. It's because, like, it's the closest people... to Canada you can get in America. Traverse City? Oh, Traverse City. I thought you guys were talking about the UP. No. Actually. Yes, said... Detroit's also very close to Canada. That's true. But like closer I mean, than the UP, I but, think. But, you know, is... like, it's the closest you can get to Canada-ish. Oh, without know? getting into like, Canada? Like, Toronto. Without the perks of being in Canada, which yeah. are drinking when you're like, 19? Like, Toronto is <laughs> very America-ish. You know? Toronto <laughs> right. is very, very United States-y. But, uh... It's full but... of idiots and douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean to say about Toronto. But the UP is like northern exposure-ish. It's it's uh, it's the wilderness yeah. of Canada. Yeah, except the Leelanau Peninsula is not in the UP. I don't know anything about <laughs> geography. <laughs> yeah. it, since we were telling you where everything yeah. is by, and <laughs> you'll believe us. Yeah. yeah. I can see Russia from my front porch. Yeah. I can see Russia from my house. Oh, let's get into some books, shall we? We got off the shelf right now. Yeah. I think I'm the only book this week. Did no, you read I, something? I, I have something that oh I can... Oh, my goodness. I'm going to just give a brief uh, rundown. Okay. And I'm going to... Well, fine. I'll just start off with... I, in the last week when we were off, I was able to catch up on some books. And the full, like... I finished uh, the, a lot of the Hanna-Barbera books that okay. come out. Besides Flintstones that I kept up on, Future Quest, um, Wacky Raceland, and all that, I kind of had them in a pile and um, was able to get uh, caught up on those. And Wacky Raceland only ended after six books. I was wondering why I hadn't seen it out on the shelves in the last couple months. That was really, really, really good. Yeah? It was... a dark Mad Max post-apocalyptic world. Oh, I think I had heard that. And I, I was kind of getting interested of how this, where this story was going to kind of go um, because it seemed odd. I felt they could have definitely done more books within this, but I guess also doing a select uh, six-issue little miniseries made sense as well. I've heard they're already going to do a uh, um, Dastardly and Muttley spin-off from this, mm-hmm. um, which is in the works now because 
they ended it with a conclusion, but also ended it where it could be kind of open. And that's all I'll say because you'll read one book and it was cool when they started going in the past to some of these racers and how you find out why they were racing to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's the announcer, this omnipotent God voice that is kind of always there. Um, You have this world full of mutants and zombies and nanite like clouds and they're racing through. Like, I'm like, this is dark when they showed some, I don't want to give away everyone, all the characters like motives, but yeah, people die and loved ones die. And you're like, that's crazy. All from like a, cartoon yeah. show that was just like <laughs> pretty much let's put these random Hanna-Barbera you know creatures and people together and yeah Weird. so that was really 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 good and so when the trade comes out I believe in the next month if it's not already out people need to definitely pick that up yeah and that's as quick of a review I want to do on that because it was so good Wacky Racers huh yeah Wacky Ooh. Race Land was what it was called Wacky Race Land yes Mad Max meets Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Fun. Hmm. Well, I read... Actually, I read this a couple weeks... It came out a couple weeks ago, but we haven't done book reviews in a couple weeks because we had the con and then we took a break because Tony and I had spent too much time together. <laughs> 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 and we needed a week off. Um, but I picked up Girl Scouts Magic Socks number one by Jim Mafood, who has the best name in comics. So... <laughs> Girl Scouts Magic Socks. Yes. I am going to guess that a troop of Girl Scouts went to a little lady's house to sell her cookies <laughs> and she gave them her magic socks and now they have the powers of persuasion. So close. But I'll read you the first <laughs> I'll read you the first panel of this comic book and we'll see how how close you are because girl so girl scouts it's been around since the 90s and it was very independent to girl start. scouts go way back before the, the comic book girl okay. scouts which i'm going to throw out there is spelled g r r l scouts girl scouts girl. because um jim mafood originally published it under girl scouts with the traditional spelling and he they girl scouts threatened to sue him so he had to change it <laughs> um so okay so if you've never read girl scouts and you want to pick up this book he gives you a one one panel, like, this is what the Girl Scouts are about, so that you know what you're getting into. And it says, what you need to know. The Girl Scouts are Gwen, Daphne, and Rita. They are three badass bitches who live in Freak City. They deal weed disguised in cookie boxes. They also fuck people up for money. They haven't seen each other in a year or so, and that's about it. Blaze one and enjoy the comic. Uh, that's what this comic is about. It's a bunch of I, badass bitches I, who sell weed in cookie boxes. I dig the art to, like from the cover it looks a lot like um tank girl it is very he's very inspired by tank girl and the story is very much a tank girl it's a huge shock that i like this book because it is very tank girl like um and you love tank i love tank girl so well any any time people take like you don't get a lot of female-driven comics where the girls are, like, traditional in traditionally male roles, mm. where they're, like, violent, and they drink a lot and do drugs, and they're selling drugs, and they just don't give a fuck what's going on. Not a good role model for women, but it's still fun. <laughs> yeah, lot, there's a lot, of, a lot of not good role models for men out there. Right. So these girls haven't seen each other in a year, 
something brings them back together. It's one of the one of the girls' relatives are coming to kill them because she gets out of the psych ward and the doctor gives her the okay, and then mm. she ends up like attacking her own mother and running off with a group of people to come after her cousin and kill her. And I don't know why she's going after her cousin. That's undecided as of right now. I don't know if it was mentioned in a previous book, but she's got some sort of vendetta against her cousin. And that's what brings the girls back together is is this person coming after them. And most of this book takes place in a strip club because one of the girls is a stripper in the meantime. And it's it's just... There's very little story in this very first, but, like, if you're expecting to get, like, the plot of what's going to happen, I don't know if there is, like, an overall plot. Mm. Just a bunch of stuff that happens in a row. Kind of like Tank Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's it's just girls kicking ass, and it's it's fun when he... Because one of the girls is on drugs the entire time because she's a stripper, and that's what strippers do, right? (laughs) And you can tell because... Like, out of the side of her head are, like, little eyeballs coming out of her head. You see that? That's how you know she's on drugs. Mm. (laughs) That's what happens to me every time. (laughs) But my favorite page in here is this this one page where it shows one of the girls just sitting in her room. She's an artist, very obviously. But you can see all his influences around. Like, he's drawn them into this panel. Like, he's got I Hate Fair... And he's... Uh, sucking images stick a little bit because they put this book out but he's got like I Hate Fairyland and Southern Bastards and Bitch Planet comics on the floor and Hip Hop Family Tree and all kinds of other like shout outs to bands that he likes and stuff like that and I just the cover is Scotty Young didn't yeah isn't that I Hate Fairyland yeah 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 image people they always it's not a universe but they work together usually pretty well and who doesn't love a violent comic book about badass women with a cover drawn by Scotty Young Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if you love Tank Girl as much as I do then you should definitely pick this book up and don't expect to be smarter after you read this book because that's not the idea it's just to be entertained by some awesome Art and colors, which is the other good thing about this book. It's very bright. It makes you kind of feel like you should be on drugs when you read it. Mm-hmm. So that's effective. But pick it up, because it's cool. And the second one comes out June 21st. So then we can see if maybe a story is developing. Who knows? <laughs> cool, cool. Cool. All right. Oh, I also picked up cable number one. Oh, Because, two of course, it's cable. Yeah. And I need to be reading me some more of that. And it, what I love about his story is it's time travel. I mean, yep. they're not always, but the last uh, Deadpool and Cable oh, that they had like a I year ago, yeah. which was wacky in of itself because they did a time loop back into them being in the same time and presence from this other guy that time travel. You had to read the whole thing to kind of get it all and then read it a second time. I like those type of stories. This is a little more linear, but when it, it starts off like back in the you know Wild West days, which the plot kind of follows where Crop Circle, which then he goes to another place. What I loved about this was the transitioning from when he time hops. It takes his computer techno-organic kind of brain to cyber-eye to kind of like focus on what the time and place is that he's at. 
which you've never really kind of seen in the books. You kind of could always guess, but it's those small little, you know, touches to the art and the story that kind of, like, pulls you more in of, like, oh, so he doesn't just automatically know where he's always time-jumping sometimes, and that gives him a little bit of disorientation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he goes to Japan, like, 19, or 15, like, 43 Japan, and in the Wild West, he goes up against some uh, gunslingers who have future tech guns. So you're kind of seeing, like, there's other either time jumpers or other people in these parts that he's going to that also, like, are from future. So you're thinking this, you know, Japanese world or area that he's at. Oh, no, they pull out, like, katanas that are, like, glowing, you know, like, lightsaber type thing. So where are these people getting this technology? And it's pretty quick, simple read-through, but it's cable. I will say that it kind of left on a... What was those crop circles that he saw? Where are they getting this tech? What's going on? And that's... It really leaves you of... It needs... it. Need, I felt like it needed a little more sustenance to um, to keep going, but I'm always going to keep going because I love cable and there's more to it. I would say it feels a little like three-fourths done okay. to really do an introduction. I felt that the way that it ended on the last splash page, which I won't say what kind of happened before, but there was a fight and you know how it always happens the hero loses and oh my gosh is he dead or not mm, uh, yes was kind of a let's kill off the main character in the yeah. first of his own comic book yeah, yeah no, that's, what, that's why i looked at him like okay yeah that's it's a one shot yeah <laughs> Is he gonna be, is this does this take place in so he's in the past right now. Yeah. But is he going to obviously this is part of their ongoing X Men world that they're rebuilding. How weird would it be if he meets when he meets Jean? That would be weird. Because she's way young now. And he'd be like, Mom? Although it's not technically his mom. Kind of. Well to be honest <laughs> though, I don't because uh, I haven't I gave up on X Men. And there hasn't been really a, a cable book in a while. That's true. I don't know. They had to have in the last five years met. In fact, I believe they did when they first had a Battle of the Atom, I think, was the cross. They had something. I don't think Gene was around at that point, then. The new Gene? No. Or it was the all-new X-Men versus... It was, yeah, because Beast brought them back after Cyclops lost his shit, right before he killed Professor X. Yeah. To stop him, and it, that did not work. Yeah, maybe that wasn't. Maybe that wasn't them. In the, I don't know. I forget because a lot of that is forgetful. <laughs> because it's Time on travel. repeat. It's on repeat. Yeah. What's, what's that? Dark Phoenix. What? <laughs> hey. So, but uh, still worthy. Uh, I mean, if you love Cable, definitely pick it up. Um, if you want to get interested in Cable, I'd say pick up some back issues first before reading this. But then you'll be. So I'm kind of holding out for number two to say if this series is going to be great, but yeah. I'm going to read it anyways. I think they've been doing pretty good on the X-Men franchise lately when they finally realized that they didn't need to like, kill, them kill them off and focus on the Inhumans because nobody cares about the yeah. Inhumans. Not like they do the X-Men. So I do want to quick uh, speak about one, one single page from uh, Wonder Woman Annual number... Uh, one this year so she has the last little truth out and pretty much uh they start saying their names so she's like diana um clark kent kal-el batman 
Batman. Uh, <laughs> which, A, it's the small touches of Batman always need to be Batman. Yeah. Even though they've been friends, so they they do know he's Bruce. But when, but it also shows his mental strength to overcome the lasso of truth. Yeah. Or if that's his truth that he is Batman when he's Batman, which is, I think it's yeah. the second one. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of fucked and up. Bruce when you think Wayne, about it. Bruce Wayne is not his real identity anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. his. Yeah, secondary identity. That is yeah. fucked up. Yeah, but I thought that that he page... needs to talk to somebody. I think. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you know whoever he talks to is going to become the new villain. Then, yes, yeah. who knows his secret? Who tries to sell it to yes. the highest bidder? That's true. Um, speaking of uh, Wonder Woman, though, Wonder Woman rave reviews. It's gotten such good reviews, and usually after a DC movie comes out, the very first day people are like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Yeah bunch of shit and then it takes people a while to come around and appreciate it i feel like the longer a dc movie has been out the more people like it because they they think about it more you know like well when when batman v superman first came out everybody instantly was against it and then the longer you go the more you talk to people i'm still against it the more you talk to people the more they're like well it wasn't great but yeah well that's that's the the main point though all the more uh, male-centric superhero video or um, movies, yes, it wasn't good, but I'm going to still go see the next one right. where this movie, Everyone's if it like, failed, yes! they weren't going to all of a sudden, no, but if it failed, there wasn't going to all of a sudden be, it was all right, but I'll go see the next Wonder Woman because the powers that be would not make another Wonder Woman. Right. They would yeah. think that making, fe- which it seems so archaic and... It's completely backwards Obviously, thinking. Obviously, it is backwards thinking because this is has gotten the best reception out of all the DC yeah. movies. Yes, and this is the that's, this is that's the a one low bar, but at the same point, yeah, this it also was an excellent movie right. in and of itself, regardless of the other turds that they've made. But I just I want to see to the point where we can get to where that that was a female central character. That eh, I mean, I don't want them to fail, but like where we can get to that point of like, eh. It was all right, but I'll still see the next right. one. And Hollywood needs to change their mind because this made two hundred plus million worldwide opening. Yeah, which I think it made thirty eight million dollars its first day open. Uh, Eighty six million uh, worldwide box office its first, so that might be domestic yeah. there. The previous uh, person um, that had had gone um, was I think a hundred million. Um, previous what, person. Previous movie, sorry, ah. um, was a hundred million. Previous DC movie? No, like female oh. like, type of movie. Oh, and we still have. What um, that? Yeah, what movie are you talking about? Is it the uh, that one with the? Uh, no. Although that would be a lot better. The baby. The fuck one was it? God, when it comes dirty to dirty dancing. Me, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no, it had a... Uh, Are we talking superhero movies? Yes, here? kind of. Uh, the girl that was in the chair that... Uh, or not in the chair, but like got a lobotomy, but like through her mind went through the many different uh, phases. Oh, 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 Sucker Punch. Yeah. Sucker punch. Oh, I never did see that one. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that Sucker was Zack Snyder's too. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. kind of 
flop, well, but it was this good. This is not Zack Snyder, to be clear. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman no, is no, no, no. no. Wonder Woman but, has a female director. Yeah, but which is awesome. Great. But Zack Snyder is like was yes, he's he's for, supposedly he's, the architect of this universe. Yeah, he's bad. Everything he touches. But yeah. the um, what's interesting to me about this whole thing is I distinctly remember after Batman vs Superman. There was an article that came out um, written by somebody who worked at Warner Brothers. I don't know if they ever released their identity or if it was anonymous. But they had seen, if I remember right, it was a woman um, who worked there. And they had seen uh, Wonder Woman 2 or at least a lot of the footage and stuff. And this article was saying how it's it was horrible. Yeah. And it was... N- like everybody was pissed off because they were losing all this money on these movies and stuff like that, mm. which I don't even know if that's true. No, like I can't imagine they're true. losing money on. They're these. not. But but nonetheless, accolades not, maybe. But money not, no. But, but they're not. They're not making as much as they right. could have been. That's they're not making that Marvel cash. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting to me though. Because it was really going around for a while there that Wonder Woman was not going to be the turning yeah. point. It was not going to be saving the the uh, And it is. So hopefully they made some yeah. really well, tough decisions. So the woman that made this movie, yeah. um, and this is just proof, and, and I've said this time and time again, is you need fans making this, these movies. The woman that yeah. made this movie has been a fan of Wonder Woman since she was a little girl. Yeah. Like... She she was not gonna fuck this up, and mm. the the chemistry that she had with Gal Gadot was like amazing. So, I mean that this is what you get when people love what they're making instead of just mm. making it because it's their job, right? You know. So, but guys, since you both have penises, I want to <laughs> ask you about this whole. Speaking of Wonder Woman. Alamo Drafthouse uh, thing where they were doing the women only viewings it's so sexist. of Wonder Woman Wonder Woman and there has been so how does that make you feel as a man I mean I am so upset to be <laughs> like not have one time in my life me like I'm looked down on to a movie screening that I wouldn't go to anyway like <laughs> no but like Here's the thing with that many people need to do some critical thinking, and when you are a minority or a gender or whatever that has not had the rights and privileges that other people have had for their entire lives, when you get a moment of special treatment, it's not hypocrisy. No. Yeah. It is allowing them to be like, yes, we get something exclusive, and... You know, many women are looked down to in society. Mm-hmm. It's great that, you know, these things are breaking, you know, ceilings and everything. But I don't take offense to that. And anyone that does just doesn't fucking get it. No. Yeah. I agree. And I'm glad you guys... I knew you guys we, were going to agree with me. But I just wanted to make sure. Oh, I should... I should <laughs> well, I 
one we were kind of joking about. I should have gone a little bit more. Like, <laughs> I mean, I demand going into that. But no. that, just sounds, what, that just sounds too stupid. I can't even joke about there, that. There was a guy on, and this is Twitter or Facebook or something, so it's completely empty threats, yeah. I'm sure. But he was talking about suing Alamo Drafthouse because not only did... It was not only was it a woman only screening, but all of the male employees that worked for Alamo Draft House were given the day off. It was only uh, female employees. It was yeah. literally just women only, yeah. which is this is it. I don't know. I think it would be a different experience to watch Wonder Woman with a bunch of women, yeah, as opposed to a bunch of men and women. And I'm gonna go watch it with a bunch of men and women, but I can only imagine like the difference of the feeling oh, yeah. in the theater when you're yeah. surrounded by a bunch of women and not a bunch of guys getting boners because Gal Gadot is super hot. Right. You know? It's yeah. totally different vibe. Not saying that ladies don't. No, and it totally makes hot, sense. It's but... not it's not as if men don't have men only events right. ever. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean there's often... entire country clubs that are white well, men yeah. only. <laughs> yes, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a bunch of events. Strip clubs? There's a bunch of events that we have where it is like yeah. that, like strip clubs, where it's like totally geared only to yeah. men. So women just don't show up. Right. Women might not be expressly not allowed, but it, it, they're totally not invited. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, yeah, if you've got to bug up your ass for women that bad, then fuck you. Right. <laughs> I agree. Um, Zach's, speaking of DC and Zack Snyder, so Zack Snyder's stepping away from Justice League, the making of Justice League, which, as we discussed, is pretty much finished at this point, but he's no longer going to be involved. And it is not for the reason which every fan would hope, which was that he was just like, I can't do this anymore. It was very sad reason, and that is that his daughter committed suicide, and he mm. just can't right yeah. now, and, and which makes sense. Totally understandable. But it... it it for me, I'm confused. And then, sure, you can directors can cut the movie every which way. But how far in? We've already gotten some trailers, which trailers right. can be made long ahead of time with yeah. just some footage. But I kept thinking that this was like more solidly right. done. And and are they going to then do some post production stuff now? Are they going to kind of take it away from him? Because many people kind of wish that the whole universe would be taken away from him. Right. Well, Jaws, we know, yeah. is taking over. And for this movie, this is very exciting. For this movie, I don't yeah. think we know for a fact if Zack Snyder's going to be gone for good. For good, they're or... probably fi- going to figure it out. But... Yeah, but so he's Joss Whedon's taking over, which everyone, oh, man, it's very exciting. Yeah. But apparently, he's been involved for longer than just right before Zack Snyder left. Like mm-hmm. he's been involved in the making of the movie the whole time, which explains the humor, I guess, that's in this movie over the other movies, because that's what Jaws Whedon adds to everything he does, yeah. is his humor. He's going to turn it into a musical. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. But uh, I can't wait to see how that changes the tone, because a Zack Snyder movie and a Jaws Whedon movie are two entirely yeah. different things. Yeah. And if it'll be, if there'll be a line where you're like, oh, that's a Zack Snyder scene, and oh, that's a Jaws Whedon scene, and if that'll be okay. We can turn it into a drinking game every time it <laughs> switches direction, we can kind of tell. But, so, so it's sad that that's why Zack's stepping away, and, you know, my heart goes out to him. It's a terrible thing to have to deal with, but I'm also very excited about Jaws Whedon. Yeah, so it'll probably end up being... Zack Snyder, like, directed, Joss Whedon edited, mm. which could be a really interesting... Yeah. Um, I need to make a correction. Okay. 
So when I said the hundred million or whatever, that wasn't for Sucker Punch. That was for female directed movie. Oh. Um, which can you guess which movie that is that many women flock to? Female. I know not a lot of men my, flock to it. But. My big fat Greek wedding. Female no. directed. Well, I know did a female direct Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. really? I did not know <laughs> that. I thought that was a dude-directed movie. I totally would have thought that. I guess yeah. that makes sense. I've never seen Fifty Shades of Grey. I did. I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> I did see it. Why? Because Why? you got to see what's up. I mean, I didn't want to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one that they do at the Animal Draft House, and every guy's like, go yeah. for it, women. Yeah. You yeah. can take over the whole building. It was not good. It was a bad movie. Yeah. I you thought it was a porn no, I didn't think it was more well, pornish the... than I than I thought it would be actually. Well, it's it, but a lot of women did love the movie. Yeah, it gave it them just... something that they don't have in their typical but life. It like the way everybody was talking. I don't know if we want to get into you... this, but the Here's... way everybody was talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Here's the I was thing: thinking it was going to be well. Totally no, our so our reference for we're totally getting off on a tangent here, but yeah. I'm very passionate about this subject because one of my favorite movies is Secretary. That's yes. my reference yeah. for movies about S and M is Secretary with Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader. It's one horse, of the horse movie. With no, Toby that's Maguire? Secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Secretary, it is one of the best movies. movies it is a great it's movie. So good. It's the it's a such a weird twisted love story. It's mm. written really well. Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Spader are amazing in the movie, and it, just go watch that instead. Of Fifty Shades of Grey. So that's my. I did not want to watch Fifty Shades of Grey because my reference is Secretary, and that is just way better of a story and a movie, and it has way better actors in it. And if I'm going to watch porn, I'm just going to watch porn. I don't need lady porn. (laughs) And Secretary is way sexier. It is way sexier. Anyway, moving on. Um, Sin City, speaking of sexy, Mm -hmm. right? Sin City is being made into. A television show. Not sure why. Pretty thought they pretty much fleshed that out in two movies. Do they figure out is that going to be on the El Rey Network? The El Rey Network. Yeah. I don't know. Because that's um, that's Robert Rodriguez. Oh no, no, I'm sure not. Well, he directed it. Well, he's not. I don't believe he's directing. Uh, yeah, the TV I feel like they, they, they took Des- not Desperado. What was the uh, vampire movie from uh, Dusk Dawn. Dawn? They put they that on it. that now. Yeah, and that's actually not bad. I just don't. I, it's not going to be a like the three free like ABC NBC. No. It's not going to be that because it's too dark to yeah. do that. Yeah, so it needs to be FX. cable. But even then, yeah. FXXX or whatever the yeah. more but. <laughs> That's what it's called. FXXX. <laughs> FXX. They're porn, they're you porn added channel. an extra X in there because your mind's on the gutter. Plus, the city is kind of like that. Yes, no, I, that's yeah. true. That I, I feel that it would need to be going back to Netflix or like, you know, uh, an HBO or Showtime type series. Oh, yeah. Not even yeah, that they're going to have the sex predominant, but there may be a, a boob here or there that you can't put on TV and... Just a random boob here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that happens on some of these shows. Yes. And yes it happens in Sin City where you're just walking down the street and there's just a boob. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what I do... What is the story going to be? Are right. they going to rehash from the movie and like extend some of the scenes, some of the backstory? Um, 
that would be interesting. Yeah. So the one of the executive producers on this show is Len Wiseman, who I mean nobody really knows executive producers, but he is one of the executive producers of Lucifer. So knowing that, does that make you more or less excited for a Sin City television show? Because uh, you be... were anti-Lucifer at the start, and then you became Team Lucifer later on. No, I'm still... I'm indifferent Lucifer. Okay. I'm not... <laughs> the levels of Lucifer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it is a show of its own, so it's okay, but I still feel that they... The character is so much better in the comic books, that's all I'll say. Because it's a lot darker, right. where the whole buddy cop thing still annoys me. My brother is all Team Lucifer, though, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other executive producer, Glenn Mazzara, is on The Walking Dead, and he also did the television show The Shield. Do you Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Yeah. That was a dark That was a dark yeah. show. Yeah. So I don't with that that's Brooke a, cops and shit. Yeah. So with that combination that's, that's it, I could see that would be for Sin City. Yeah. Yeah. Like a shield yeah. the shield type show. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if it's I there's no way they're gonna do it in the style that they did the Sin City movies though. Do you Ooh. think they could keep that up for they the totally whole television could. series? I, well they had to do a lot of like special effects with like the black and white mm-hmm. stuff. With yeah. I I imagine it only got easier though in the years since. Yeah, but the budget-wise for that, it just that seems like a lot of art direction more than having some principal actors like act out a scene with it just being a one focus like camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, I'd be okay with a transition to a colorful yeah. or more world. I mean, I almost feel like if they're not going to do black and white, they have to do like hypercolor. Like well, they have to do like the extreme in, opposite. Yeah. In Sin City, where when now and then they would go to color and yeah. it would be like really exaggerated. Really but yeah. no, I feel like uh, I mean always the standard. But Daredevil, mm. it was dark, mm. which you could do dark, but it was you could still see color. Right. If maybe they prominent predominantly only shot the scenes at night, making it more dark and stuff could work as well with having like people's faces not just you know gray. Uh, grayed out with right. a couple random bandages that glow yeah. pretty much. I really hope they keep the black and white and the splashes of color. Although the comics, you know, it was just black and white. There was, if I remember right, the, the only one that had any color in it was the yellow bastard. Oh, with his eyes? It wasn't his eyes, it was his skin. Mm. It was yellow. And I think that was it. I think that's the only thing that I had I don't color. recall the specifics of the Sin City books. I, I, don't really think, I don't think I read all of them. They were good. But. But. Yeah. Um, last TV news, and I'm actually very excited about this one because I loved this show when I was younger, is the Animaniacs reboot that is coming from Steven Spielberg, might I add. He's rebooting Animaniacs. Can we not live in a better time? Animaniacs. <laughs> yeah. this, this whole nostalgia thing that's going on with our childhood right now I just don't... Do you think that they're going to do 3D animation with No. Them? God, I hope not. Yeah. I hope oh, not. But, you know, they might they try, might. but I hope they... No. Still, regular 2D animation is still out there. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, it will be interesting, though, because that had 
a lot of more adult it did humor it was very was not, borderline but it wasn't uh adult swim stupid no. potty joke adult stuff mm-hmm. it was intellectually which is funny because it, when you think about that show i mean it was stupid but it wasn't like i like i learned i used to know all of the because they had that state song that they did mm-hmm. <laughs> so i the but, capitals of yeah. the world and i've sometimes popped that on youtube and yeah. like, holy shit <laughs> It was, it was a great show, and you did learn a lot, and they were very effective about teaching kids things in a way that they didn't know they were learning anything. They literally had no idea. Whenever I'm writing out the word friend, <laughs> I always flash back to an Animaniac song about how it end, the word ends with end, because otherwise I would flip the E and the I. Oh, yeah. you don't know the I before E except after C. Well, I know it, but... Rhyme. <laughs> That doesn't always hold true in English. Yeah, except when pronounced A as in neighbor and way. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, the more you know. <laughs> I always, like, that's how I learned who George Went was. Because... Oh, God, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was too little to watch Cheers. Yeah. But... But, God, they talked Would you like to eat beans with George Went? Yeah. yeah. Well, there was, there was uh, a couple... There's a Prince uh, scene that is one of the most adult hidden jokes ever in any cartoon. So he's on a top 15. You can look that up to, to get the punchline of it. But there were some other ones, like I was saying, that were subtle. Every time, Pinky and the Brain, those were some of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they, when, and they had a spinoff show. Yeah, which wasn't too bad. They also tried to do the uh, Elmira, the one that loves all the animals. Oh, and stuff, yeah. But that kind of failed. And then they put in Pinky and the Brain to it, and then I do know a lot of Animaniac uh, pop culture uh, <laughs> trivia. But uh, even the good, the good feathers. Um, oh my pigeons, god! Yeah. I mean, everything about that show and the little quirks and different, you know, groups going. But going back to Pinky and the Brain, how much you know? One is genius, the other's insane. And when you really think about it. How Brain is the insane one, yeah, and Pinky is the the smart one. Mm -hmm. He's the only one out of, I think, out of all their episodes, I think there's three or four of them, in which they actually ended it with ruling the world, and it was Pinky who was kind of the leader in whatever happened throughout the episode, which shows his smartness and also his lovability, and I would hate Tony's role model. Yes. Narf. <laughs> well, I just you know, anytime asks me, anytime anybody says, "What are, what are we, we gonna do to? today?" Yeah. It's so ingrained oh, it, it, yes. in my in my head. Even even my kid, who's never seen Animaniacs, which yeah. is my fault, but <laughs> he even knows what that is. So I'm very excited, and I think it's gonna be great for kids. I can't wait for it to be reintroduced to the world. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, Last thing I found was, uh, once again, toys ruin movies. Uh-oh. Um, the new toy line for Spider-Man Homecoming has revealed what the shocker looks like. Because they'd mentioned it... Such an unfortunate a long. <laughs> <laughs> they they had mentioned it a while ago that he was going to be in the movie, but there's been no promos whatsoever, which... If it's gonna be a Spider-Man movie, they need to have two bad guys. The, like, yeah, he's gonna be in the movie with the vulture. vulture yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I, I can almost. I, and there's gonna be other nods to the other Sinister Six. I know Didn't it. Didn't he have that terrible yellow fish netty looking outfit yep. in the comic book? Yeah. In the comic book and in the uh, TV show, 
yeah. cartoon. That's not even close to it. Nope. And what is it? What? It is. It's more of a giant, like huh. fisted. He looks riff. like a, he could be a GI Joe character. But the yeah. thing is, though, this looks a little bit more. Um, like a, it's a natural like I'd find like if I were to build something mm. like this because the other one were just some gloves closet. yeah these look like these are pretty powerful like Gauntlets. let's make some like yeah tricity type things and his suit's a lot more padded than the fishnet looking one and it looks yeah more GI Joe ish yeah and I'm okay with that but it's it's weird like so many other uh, like the Transformers toy line. That ruins sometimes of some of the Transformers that you can't tell or see, or all of a sudden there'll be a dead Optimus Prime like toy. Oh. I don't know why they'd really make that, but you would yeah, get, that's weird. <laughs> but they would do something as stupid as that that would make you say, "Oh, it's like getting so this the... is what he looks like when he's dead," which means yeah. is he going to be dead in the movie? Yeah, that sort of thing that toys sometimes ruin. Aww. Oh, who comes up with that? The toy designer putting the toys out before the movie. Yeah, but like, why? Why do they not realize that's going to spoil the movie? Yeah. You know? Oh, I guess well, it doesn't don't really care. spoil as yeah. much. I mean, it just shows the costume. Right. Yeah. But there has been other reveals within the toy lines that we can revisit at some other point that have ruined more even so some some TV shows and different that because oh, who's the bad guy? This is the big bad guy now because it's in the toy line and Right. Right. Oh, toys. Um, um, we don't have really a best on tap this week. No. I looked hard, and I just did not really find any that I thought you were could drink, fitting. You could drink my comic book with a Dirty Girl Scout shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you what? go. Girl Scouts Magic Socks number one with Dirty Girl Scout, which is... Unfortunately, I wasn't talking about booze in a book. I was talking about oh, best on tap. We didn't which have is... booze in a book either. Now oh. we do. Okay. I threw it in there. Well, I'm glad, I'm, glad that you, <laughs> I'm glad that you came up with that on the fly. Yeah. Sorry, I'm out of practice. We've been off for two weeks. <laughs> Everything that you knew. Is gone. Yes, this is what happened when I got out of school, too. <laughs> what? Math? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, that pretty much does it for this week. Um, we'll be back uh, same bat time, yeah. same bat channel next week. Yeah. Stay thirsty for more of this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>